Yo, it's your boy Chef Tone, and I want to thank you for tuning in to Tasteful Expressions Podcast, where I try to motivate and inspire to be a better you in the kitchen. Uh, it's time that I address it. This here's Tasteful Expressions. This here's for your breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Hey, what's your preference? Just know I'm grateful for your check-in. Granny said, before you eat, count your blessings. Start in the garden, manifest it from a seed. Throw it in the pot and you can do it just like me. Yo, I got a special episode here. I got two close friends, family. I got the Joneses, baby. I got Reggie and Carla. Super you know? happy to be here. Yeah. Super yeah. happy. I appreciate to be here. y'all. I With appreciate the full y'all. Belly. <laughs> Stuff. Uh, Stuff. So, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, like I was like I was telling you guys on the previous episode, I want to do something different. You know, I want to start adding guests. You know, so they um they invited me over to their home. Um, I cooked a nice meal, um, and you know we enjoyed it. Um, on today, yeah, appreciate that. On today's episode is um simple recipe. Um, as always, you know I like to make sure that you know I'm providing something that's um not that expensive, something easy to make. So we did a a, a pork chop with um tomato gravy and some uh, roasted potatoes. You know what um like I said, it's simple. Um. Ingredients, pork chop, um, flour, um, and whatever spices you have. Now, the spices I used today was, I used Lawrence seasoning. I used um, sea salt, ground pepper, um, and some essence seasoning. You know, that's what I used for the pork chop. So I seasoned the pork chop with that. Um, then I, I coated it with the flour. Um, I had my, my pan heating up with the oil um, through the pork chops in there. Um, in the meantime, I made the, the gravy, uh, with the gravy I made, um, I had tomato, um, flour, three tablespoons of flour, three tablespoons of, um, oil, um, chopped tomatoes, chicken stock, chipotle peppers, and, um, sea salt and ground pepper. All right. Um, you know, I ain't going to get too, too far into it, but I will. You know. What it tasted <laughs> like. 24 karat gold diamond encrusted <laughs> ass. It was amazing. Bro. It was amazing. It was amazing. I'm not gonna lie. 24 karat. I you, y'all, you should have been here. I swear, I cut it into it. <laughs> that was just Yo, great. What was that first bite like? <laughs> what did you it think was, about? I thought it was a, like really expensive. Yeah. It was just delicious. But I lied to my wife. I said I ordered this guy. <laughs> I, mean, I, know, I know tonight's a special night. And uh, I just wanted to do something for you. And then he came. Let me just tell you guys something about this guy. And you, you guys can already imagine what it's like being around this guy right now. All right? This is all. This is all. Yeah. I mean, can, you, can you guys imagine, imagine me? being married to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine going down a hill with no brakes. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> this man came over here, right, Chef Tony? And this is not my first time over here. Let me let's 
Let, you know? Yeah, let's, let's yeah. bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah, to the first let's. Time. You know what? I, you know what? I, I can't. I can't even. Remember, was what was the first time? Was it to Grandma, the, Grandma Bill? No, that wasn't the first time I came over here. But that's you know? the first time you cooked. No, it wasn't the first time I cooked. Oh, you made right? the uh, vodka. I made the pasta with vodka sauce, yeah. right? It was I, the yeah. time as well. It was when you made the... No, I made the skip, fried chicken. Skip to the intro. Yeah. Because the second time, though. Yeah, oh, the second time was... That was, it was prolific. So, yeah. You know, it was for... Um, it was for his, his grandma was over. Yeah, she was 80. You no, know, oh, my God. Um, great woman. 88 years old. Yeah. Grandma, Grandma Bill, what a legend. Yeah. She came over. I don't, even she know was, if, I don't even know if you told me she was going to be over here. I think you were just like, yo, um, come. She just happened. Come. She happened. Yeah. We were um, um, taking care of a senior uh-huh. citizen sitting. Yeah. And uh, you came over. You made the fried chicken. The wings. The wings. Oh, my God. Yeah. You guys have no idea. She was making all types of noises. She, she was right. so happy. Mind I was looking you, for the video, but I can't. This is an 88-year-old yeah, black you, woman. And it's so. nothing. Fried chicken is nothing new to her. And that's what, that's what made me feel so great. She's been eating right? chicken all her life. All her life. I kept saying 88 years for a reason. <laughs> From Cabrini Green. Chicken is like, come on now. She came over here to her unbeknownst. The chef was coming. He came through. We have videos of it. Yeah. I was looking for it, but I couldn't find <laughs> she it. She almost cried. Yeah. She said, the, the sounds that came out of her. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it was all types of noises. Yeah. She loved it. We so, all loved it. Yeah, she's like, so You a chef? Yeah. So that was that was um that was monumental. Oh, absolutely. And that wasn't the first time. The first time was what? The pr- first time was when I came over. Um, we made the pasta. I made the pasta with vodka sauce. Oh right. my god! Yeah, so I don't know what else I made with that. I know I made the pasta with vodka sauce. I feel like I made something else. I remember we had some cheap ass vodka, <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, "This will work." That's how you know you're a real chef. No, it, wait, the hold vodka on. I pulled out was the name of the store I bought it from. Jules vodka. It was good though. You have the seasoning that you made, and you left. A bunch of it. Mm. Oh, and oh. I, I know I use that seasoning yeah. for like a whole month. Yeah, for everything. <laughs> shout, <laughs> shout out, shout out to Gibson. Peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> yeah, hey, shout out to Gibson's, man. That was a roasting sauce. Yeah. Well, you made that. Yeah. yeah. You put that together. Yeah, that was a roasting sauce. Yeah, he snapped. Yeah. And then, today, he comes over and uh, blessed us with, again. Um, yeah, we made the pork chop with tomato gravy. And um, just uh, roasted potatoes, simple meal. And the the sauce was like, I'm Mexican, so I love spice, and right. it was yeah. like the perfect spiciness. So nice yeah. into it. Like a Mexican can eat it, and an American. <laughs> American, yeah, yeah, yeah. An American can definitely eat it. Yeah. And a Mexican can definitely eat it without a torch. Yeah. And you know, you know what? What was crazy is like, so I grew up on that. That um, I grew up on that sauce, tomato gravy. Yeah, I, um, and you know, like I, I mentioned to you guys before, it was um, my uncle AJ used to always make it for me. Um, <laughs> my, my grave, <laughs> uncle AJ used to always make it for me, uh, whatever. And um, you know, I like I, I made it. I, I think I made it about three times um, since then. And then, what um, when I was coming over here, I was just like, all right, how can I add a twist to? You know what I'm saying? Was, a classic so recipe of mine. Yeah, it was the first time I ever did that. Yeah. Wow. So, and all, all I did was I just added the chipotle peppers, which adds a nice kick to it. 
You know what I mean? So it's like a spicy pork chop. It was perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So when but, you cook with peppers, what are you looking for? Um, it depends on what peppers I'm cooking with. What so, are your favorite? Uh, my favorite peppers? Um, I mean, I, I like spicy, but I'm not a huge spice lover. What else do you use chipotle peppers? Chipotle peppers when I make um tinga. Yeah, yeah, chicken tinga. Yeah, yeah. But a pepper's not always hot. Not pepper because you think about red. You think about bell peppers, right? So we we got red, green, yellow, and all across across the breeds of um, bell peppers. Mm. So those are, but when you get to like jalapenos, you get the Scotch bonnets, um, you get the serrano serranos, and yeah, you know, I mean, those are get more get more spicy. But the only time I really use like spicy peppers is when I'm making like like Mexican, you know, yeah. um, when I'm making pico de gallo or mm. some, yeah. some shit like that. But so I can't help but ask, when was the first time you cooked? The first time I cooked. The first time I can remember cooking, mm-hmm. um, I had to be about eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the black community, we we know how it is, especially when you live in the hood, mm-hmm. right? Your your parents leave you because they trust you. You know what I mean? You know not to burn some shit up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't go outside, don't shit like that. So Facts. I remember my um, they could have been sleep. Uh, I ain't go. <laughs> right, right, you know what right. I mean? I don't remember, but I um, it was like you get like this. What do you call it? Like sausage, right? You remember the you know the, the sausage you have to roll up yourself. You can still buy it in stores. Yeah. You have to roll up yourself. Well, I took that and I made a ball of it and I put it in the microwave, and that's the first time I remember cooking. What? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously. How was it? Oh, it was horrible. But you <laughs> 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 could tell me I wasn't a chef. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. That's 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 when I. Yeah, I first started cooking. And what made you fall in love with cooking? Um, what was the first time you cooked and you were like, wait a minute, wait a minute? I think when I when I moved out when I moved out of my own, I was I was eighteen, nineteen. I moved to my first apartment and I, I started cooking. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized. Were you that, hungry? You know, Did you cook out of necessity? Yeah, yeah. Like I need to eat. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. Yeah, because yeah. I was. I mean, it was just me and and my one roommate. Yeah, he couldn't. Cook. He had uh, popped up. Yeah, no, nah, I think no. Nah, he Rob, he, he he can cook. I mean, I don't, I don't know. He wasn't. He wasn't a chef. You okay. know what I'm saying? It wasn't really. Did y'all a have a kitchen? Yeah, we had a kitchen. We had a, a apartment in Downers Grove. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So he's a roommate. Yeah. A kitchen, and you just started doing your thing. I just yeah, I used to fry chicken, just little little things. You know what I'm saying? And it, it wasn't until. But even when you go to like culinary school, you you don't really know what you're doing. You know, I mean, you get there and you realize that yo, you don't know. Everything I, I learned. <laughs> that freshman fifteen would have been a real you thing. Think, like cooking is more of a non. I wanted I, to touch upon that actually. What she just said was so like on point with what I was about to ask you. Yeah. How would you can? Is is they say culinary art? Right, right. What, what do you see as an art form when you cook? Do you feel like an artist? Not necessarily. Mm. Right, it depends on what I'm cooking. Mm. You know what I mean? So if if, and it, it, if I'm in a if I'm in a zone, right? So if I'm so if I'm cooking a catering event where it's just 
you know, like for you guys. So if I'm, you guys hire me, you're just like, hey, Tone, I want you to uh, make a dinner for us, mm. right? That When I present that plate to you guys, that's it's, I put everything into that, right? Presentation, mm. you know what I mean? Taste, mm -hmm. you know, er everything matters. Right. So that's when you get into the art form of it right. because I'm putting it in front of you guys and like you guys, I want to wow you guys. You know what I'm saying? Not only do I want to wow you with your eyes, like you, you're looking at you like, oh shit, why you want to cut into this? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or, or you be like, shit, I gotta take a picture of this first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, yeah. then you, you cut into it and you're like, oh shit, this is yeah, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like something that shit. So when we talk about calling your arts, yes, that's that's more of an art form. But from from my culture, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like my grandma's been in the kitchen. You know, mm -hmm. they're chefs to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't say they focus more so on the art. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Do you say, would you say when it's an art form that it's more um, premeditated or it's a freestyle? It can be both. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's premeditated. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, so, like, so yeah. Like, so if, if it's freestyle, for example, Freestyling, yeah, like, in my opinion, exactly yeah, right. Yeah. And what he did was he just took the the salt man type yeah, joint, throw the salt over. Yeah, throw the salt. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. but yeah. So like, if you guys tell me, all right, Tom, all right, come over, spread spread a moment, go look at my refrigerator, mm. do on my spice cabinet. Mm. You know what I mean? Put something together. That's you know what I mean. That's more of a freestyle, right? Premeditated. It's like all right, I know what I'm going over there to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. That's what's up. And then, so what was your first um, opportunity to be a chef? Chef. Um, first opportunity. Um, and I, I've, I've told this story before, but I was um culinary school. Just graduated. I knew maybe a month beforehand. You know what I'm saying? I had, um, I sent my resume um, to a couple of different restaurants. And then I'm on a Greyhound bus on my way back. And I get a, I had a BlackBerry back then, um, BlackBerry from U.S. Cellular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I had a BlackBerry from there, and um, I remember, I remember checking my email, and it was like, hey, um, hey, Mister Patton, um, we we opened up a new restaurant in in Displains or whatever, um, Hugo's Frog Bar. It's inside the Rivers Casino. Um, we want to know if you're interested. And I'm like, yo, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's where, where things took off. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we ain't, we ain't going to get too far into that. You know? <laughs> sure, for sure. Yeah, too, right? just but, wanted to ask about know? the chef, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know? But, I mean, let, let's fast forward back. Mm -hmm. um, so, I've known Reggie for, let's see, about, I want to say, a good six years now. Yeah. Right. I want to say we, we've been close friends for about a good four years now, sure, sure. you know, um, and I, I we so we, we started off in um same same work, same workplace right. or whatever. Um, when I start, we, we started off, you know, it was, it was something new for me. I left, just left the restaurant industry. Um, I didn't know what was going on, but it wasn't until afterwards when um, I left. I left that department and went to another department um, that me and him clicked. You know, because I like I don't, I don't like I don't know how how you like how you felt, but I felt the same way. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you felt the same way. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 
But I, I know, I know when like when we when, like when we first met, it was more so of like we were just filling one another out, you know. And I didn't even know him, you know. Alpha male shit. Yeah, right. Alpha male <laughs> shit. Yeah, and th- this is the reason I'm, I'm glad I have him on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's you know like the the shit I hope he just says off the top of his brain would like just blow y'all mind, blow y'all mind away. But um, so we. You know what I'm saying? We met him. I met him, and uh, we're you know we we cool. We talking, you know, we so on and so forth. But it didn't really click until like I remember I used to tell him like all types of just shit. I work out. I do this. I do that. Blah blah blah. It wasn't until I came back and like um, I don't know what conversation I had with him at first, and we was just like, you know what I'm saying? He just spoke some real shit, you know, and I'm just like. No, he nobody. He told me some some shit about me that I didn't even know about me. <laughs> you know, you know, it, it it blew my mind away, man. And um, yeah, what just, was it? I I can't I can't remember. You know, I cannot. I wish I wish I can tell you what it was, but and he he's done it so many times since then. Right. So <laughs> you know, we I'll sit there and I'd be having a conversation with him, and he is just like, yeah, you know what, you know, blah blah blah. Like I, I can't even explain it. <laughs> well, like when I met you, I just saw like a little bit of myself. You know what I'm saying? Let's probably give me a background. I'm 41. How old are you? Uh, 34. Right. So when we met, was, you know, he was heading into his. He was just 30, heading into his 30s maybe, and I just saw a lot of anxiety. A lot of like uh, self sabotaging, a lot of uh, uh, like potential, intelligence, charisma, God given talent, and uh, it just wasn't like harnessed. I've been through that same thing, you know, where you just feel like you, you know, your favor is just, your blessings are so much that you kind of self sabotage or you question yourself. You know, like, you know, am I doing the right thing? Should I be doing more? Should I be doing less? Da 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 da. And uh, when I met him, I was just, um, I took a liking to him. And then I, I basically, like, fell in love with just, like, um, the listener you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're able to absorb. I never said anything that, you know, I've, I've talked, I've spoken to a lot of people and they just take it and it's like, okay. Yeah. And then they, go mess up the next day everything i ever spoke to you about the next day next week like you, you manifest you, you materialize it came into fruition and so like we started building more and more so when i first met him i was talking to him about like meditation and, and, and buddhism and just like spirituality and all this weirdo stuff but at the end of the day he was listening he was and, and he was in the right place at the right time, and I was also at the right place at the right time. It just clicked and it worked. And um, I do want to say I learned a lot from him. You know, I learned a lot from you, rather. You right here, and it's just like um, it's a it's a mutual respect, you know, and admiration. So yeah, when I when I did see you, I looked at it like, dang, you know, like the key to life is to give back what you've been given. So. Um, when I seek opportunities, I always seek opportunities, but when I see them and I actually see them in front of me, that's when I like, you know, I pounce on it and I, and I like 
give back what I've been given. And um, fortunately, he's one of the ones that listen and understands that two ears is like you have one mouth. You're supposed to listen twice as much as you speak. And so he's a listener. Anything I can say about Tony, he's listening. You better not ever lie to him. Say anything to him. You can be like 25, 35, 65. <laughs> he gonna, two months later, he's 25, 35. I played those lottery numbers yeah, and it, and it did not fall. <laughs> like, Tony, Tony yeah. is on it. Yeah. And um, to be a good learner, you gotta be a, a great listener. And he's, he's, he's definitely that. And I'm that way too. I'm, a, I'm more of an observer. So he's definitely a listener. He's probably an observer too. Yeah. But um, it just built. It just started to build and build and build. And he would come into my office and uh, we would talk about everything. Um, something that stood out to me and I never like um, forgot it. Uh, one day, like we would share books and knowledge, wisdom, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever we were going through, we would build on it. Um, but he, he gave me this book that was just prayers for prayers for uh, my wife. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, Shout out to Lucy. Yeah. You know, and she put me on that one. Right. And then um, living Buddha, living Christ. Mm-hmm. But um, Lucy gave you that. Your wife. Yeah, Lucy. Lucy put me on that. Yeah. Yeah, it's an amazing. <laughs> yeah. Book that actually allows you to write and um, read prayers that are like directed towards your wife. Mm-hmm. Just to strengthen the, the marriage and keep you um, in the right state of mind. Absolutely. And uh, that type of stuff just stood out to me. I was just always like, damn, somebody give me something like that, you know. And I love being a husband. And I always want to be a better man, a, a better husband, a better son, a better father. A better human being. A better human being, yeah. period. And so um, I saw that, like, A alike, B alike, so we see mm-hmm. alike in this guy right here, Tony. And so I was like, dang. So I started opening up more and more with him. And I remember, like, I would send him home with, like, like, like yo, just meditate, right? <laughs> <laughs> he would come back like, yo, I tried that shit. <laughs> what the hell, bro? I started thinking about all types of shit, different recipes. I could have put this on the pork chops. I should have cut the asparagus like this. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. But what I always said is there's no way. There's no way. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. There's no good day. There's no bad day. And um, and I just said that the other day to you. Like, um, I came into your life just to, like, make you go within. You feel me? Like, that was it. Same with my wife. Like, I came into her wife, to her life to be, like, her ego. You know what I'm saying? For people that don't have one, somebody needs someone like to yeah. to give you that confidence. You know what I'm saying? Right. And for you, it, necess- it wasn't a nec- it wasn't necessarily an ego thing. It was like let me just like tell him that internally fixes everything externally. You know, like once you go within, you can you can you can solve everything that's outside. You know, and what was what was going on in my life and your life prior to meeting you in my life was I was affected by everything that was going on outside of me, like what I was supposed to be, what I was supposed to say, like what I was supposed to say, rather what I was supposed to be, what I was supposed to look like, talk like, feel like, everything. 
And at one point, I just started saying I need to unlearn all this shit and, and, and figure out, like, okay, who am I? And um, I just met you at that time of when I was going through that transition. I was maybe about five years. How, how long was I? Like, right before I met you? That's probably about five, five years. Yeah. Five years. And, yeah. you know, and, and the crazy, crazy part of this is, like, I met both of them um, at times where, how do I say it, I, I met you both individually. Yeah. Right? So I, I knew you. You know, I didn't have much of a relationship with you, but then I, I knew you. But around the time I got a relationship with him is kind of when I, you know, I got to know you and had a relationship with you. It was yeah. weird. And then I found out, I'm like, yo, Later yeah, on, like, Reggie, oh, yeah, <laughs> Reggie told me, he was like, he's like, hey, here's my wife. I'm like, yo, I'm like, it's Carla. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I see her all the time. I'm like, oh, it's crazy. Yeah, tell you all so. same, same department, but yeah. a lot of people didn't know that we were together. Yeah. So, so all my <laughs> podcast listeners, man, everybody <laughs> tuning in, a man's way should be without to say. So, like, who you are, what you do, all of that. You don't really need to speak on it if you're doing it right. And that's mm -hmm. just what it is. Like, I never, like, me and my wife were working in the same department, in the same um, office space, but we weren't, like, employed. She works for herself, and I had a boss. Put it that way. And we met. In, under those circumstances, but at the end of the day, like um, just to protect her. Be and before before you even get too far into that, uh -huh. right? I want let let the listeners know why you why do you feel that way, right? Why what? Like why do you feel that like your 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 court at the very beginning, you know, a man's, a man's way. way. Yeah, why why do you feel that, right? Because yeah. like someone someone like my age or even a little bit younger, mm -hmm. we wouldn't even understand that. Mm -hmm. You're right, because we haven't been through what you've been through, mm -hmm. and I understood and seen the things that you've seen. Mm -hmm. So, like, why do why do you feel that way? Um, well, to be honest, that's just that's just simple mathematics. Like, if you look at like life in general, like if you look at a like if you're driving downtown, right, you're gonna see skyscrapers, you're gonna see beautiful um, displays of architect, you're gonna see beautiful art, you're gonna see um, monuments and sculptures. And attached to none, all of that is not going to be any man or any woman or any number. Um, if you want to really dive deeper into it, you can find the, the architect, the artist, and the developer. But in just driving through, you're just going to see these, these beautiful monuments. And that's just how I feel like a life should be. Um, you should leave these, 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 these legacies that aren't attached to an individual. But what I really want to say is like, there is no I. So, like, if you really want to think about it, it's all coming from a creator. We're just vessels. And so, once you remove your I from it, you're able to not only produce the purest art, but you're able to, like, truly enjoy it and not be so attached to it. Like, oh, I need to, I need to make this, you know, like, you, you almost mess it up trying to, um, Self-sabotage. Yeah, you, yeah. you self-sabotage yeah. it. And so when I say a man's way sh should be without to say, it's almost like if you're doing the right thing, you don't have to say a word. If you're doing the wrong thing, you're going to say a thousand words. You got to like overcompensate and explain yourself. It's almost like telling the truth versus telling a lie. 
Yeah, and you know what? That that reminds me of, um, and I'll never forget, um, and I, I can't quote it, but it's when you first told me about the ego. Yeah. Right? Um, and you had used a quote that you had said about the ego, and I, um, <laughs> years ago, and my memory is shot, but I remember getting on the elevator, and you know, I, I thought about it for about three days, and I was just like, you know, I never, I never even really considered you know, do you remember what you told me? The ego is the enemy. The ego is not your amigo. <laughs> no, I'm going to say it like this. Your worst amigo is your ego. I swear to God. For a man, for a woman, it's quite different. Her ego might be her best friend. Her entitlement will be her worst enemy. But for a man, bars. Bars for days. But for a man, our ego, an EGO, edging God out. So anytime you use your ego, you're, you're, you're edging God out. You can't remove God. The key word is edging God out. You can't ever get rid of God, but you're edging God out with your ego. So you're replacing God with yourself and saying, not only am I responsible for everything that I'm doing, I'm also going to be responsible for everything that happens. And that's a heavy burden to put on a human being that was created by God. So once you understand that, that your ego is not your friend, it's actually going to make you delusional, um, um, erratic, sporadic, irrational, emotional, entitled, you're going to burn bridges. It's your downfall. So once you remove the ego, you're allowed to just, uh, for lack of better words, be pure and just and be a vessel. You want to be in alignment. Speak about alignment, Carl. Alignment is something that you gotta work at. Alignment is not something that doesn't come from the outside. Be conscious of it. It's something that you have to work at. From it comes from within. Because you can have everything in the world. You can have money, cars, relationships. You can have it all and still not be in alignment. Alignment is something that you choose to have, and it's something that will allow you to manifest the things that you want and your desires. Let me just touch on what she said. I'm gonna piggyback on it. Like, this is I'm gonna give y'all a jewel, right, for the listeners, right? Only for my man's podcast, bro. I love you, bro. <laughs> Check it out. Y'all want to know the key to success? It's alignment. The key to being successful in life. Our parents told us <laughs> they they didn't know. They didn't know no better. God forgive them. And most people. 90% of the world is going to tell you that you need to work hard, work hard, work hard. But you don't. What you need to do is get in alignment with your purpose. Whatever you're passionate about, whatever you love, whatever brings you joy. Like right now, this man is cooking for us, right? He's so happy. He was laughing so hard. 
Mm-hmm. The food was delicious. You know why? Because he was he's in alignment. He's in alignment with his mind, his body, and his soul, and his higher power. So his source is connected to his soul, his spirit, his mind, his physical. The food would never make us sick. You ever ate something from somebody that wasn't in line? <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Check it out. The key to success is this. Get in alignment with something that you're passionate about and align yourself with that. The trick is this. When you're in alignment, you're going to feel like you're stuck there. So if I was a painter, for instance, or I was a, yeah, a painter. I'm painting, I'm painting, I'm painting. While I'm painting these mediocre, minuscule works of art, I'm working on my craft. I suck at the beginning. I slowly, gradually get better and better. But while I'm doing this, the person, the people rather, that are not in alignment, your friends, your family, blah, 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 they're speeding through life they're on their fourth and fifth job they're the manager at the bank they're doing this doing real estate they're doing this selling cars they're always doing something but they're not in alignment so no my wife just touched upon it so no matter how far you get they're not happy about where they got because they were never in, in alignment alignment means mind source, mind, body, and soul. So they're never in alignment. If somebody gives them an opportunity, they jump at it. You want to do this? Yeah. You want to do that? Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like this. But meanwhile, that person who's just been working on their, their craft, whether it's painting or culinary arts or whatever it is, you could be a gardener. That slow motion and that, that work on alignment time after time, eventually, once you click, once it clicks and it's all in alignment, that right there is going to propel you past everybody else that was not in alignment that looked like they were doing better than you in the sprint. But life is a miracle. That's alignment. That's the key to success. Find something that you're in alignment in and just penetrate it. Don't stop. Put your head down and keep doing that over and over and over again. It's going to feel like you're making no progress. But once you crack that code, I promise you're going to propel further than everybody that was doing all these things, but not in alignment. Because when they get to those destinations, or when they get what they wanted, they can't keep it. But when they get to that place they wanted, they can't appreciate it. But you, knowing you put in the work day after day, minute after minute, hour after hour, month after month, year after year, when you get what you wanted, and the funny thing about alignment is, you don't want it. It made you, it made you happy from the beginning. Now all of a sudden you're getting money for it. <laughs> That's alignment. Right. You got to see why. Yeah. So I had to make sure I had had him on here. You know, we we talked about it for a while. You know, and and yeah. and these these you know and and these are what conversations are like with me and him all the time. 
you know, he's, he's always dropping gems. He's always, you know, helping me elevate to the next place. And it's so much I, I appreciate about it. And that's why I always tell him, like, yo. And I remember telling him, he actually told me, he was like, yo, I, I'm starting a podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? He told me this long, like, this like a year and a half, two years ago. He's like, yo, I'm starting a podcast. And I remember thinking, like, yo, damn, that shit hard. Like, bro, how are you going to? You know what I'm saying, but then I, I, but I told him like, yo, I'm like, you gotta have me on your podcast. You know what I'm saying, because it, it was always something I like, I admire, and I, I got inspired. I'm like, damn, you know, he made something seem so hard look so easy. You yeah. know what I'm saying, and uh, man, that's, that's what he do best, man. Yeah, you know, uh, full but circle. I, but I do want to say like, mm-hmm. my issue is like, I'm human as hell, bro, and my issue is like procrastination. Like, procrastination kills, bro. For anybody that's listening to this. Don't procrastinate. <laughs> and my thing is like, um, I practice certain spirituality things. I ain't gonna get too deep into it. And it's also what connected us. And you For know what sure. I mean. Um, and I got, I, I remember I was having conversations early on, and uh, we we talked about everything, but it wasn't until like you had told me one time about the favor. You know what I'm saying? You told me about the favor of my life, and you was like, "Yo," he was like, "You're like, yo, favor ain't fair." You know what I'm saying? Favor is for everyone. Everyone doesn't get the favor. And I remember thinking, like, damn, you and I, we never talked about God. But you, you know what I'm saying? You're talking about favor. I'm like, damn. And we, we kind of, like, yo, right there, we in sync. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's the way it should be without the say. Like, yeah, God say, is speaking, hard. bro. Yeah. And, like, now that I, let me tell you something, like, <laughs> favor is fair. I was wrong. <laughs> Favor is absolutely fair, bro. Um, karma. But, but, but why? Why do you? Why? Why do you say that? Right? And um, and a lot of people debate about that. And for me, thinking, go ahead. Um, like, I'm, I'm gonna bounce back a little bit because I was kind of have mm-hmm. like I have a lot of conversations with myself, mm-hmm. and I remember just um thinking about favor, and I'm just like, um, I used to always be like, yo, thank God for the favor. You know what I'm saying? And I used to always think that the only reason that I've got favor in my life is because I I prayed for it, right? And it wasn't necessary because I faith prayed for it. It was because of just how I felt like that's how life was, that's how it just was designed for me, right? You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like it was, a lot of times I felt like it was because of my grandmother. You know, my grandmother was heavy, heavy into praying. You know what I'm saying? I always felt like, yo, uh, this, this, you know what I'm saying? I'm getting this favor because of my grandmother. It played a role, you know what I'm saying? Then as life went on, I'm just like, people you always tell me, especially when life took off for me, they'd be like, yo, Tone, why do you why do you do this? You know what I'm saying? Why did life happen this way for you, right? How did you do this to get successful in life? In my opinion, I'm like, yo, because I prayed for it. You can pray for it too. Be disciplined. But like, nah, because I made a lot of mistakes. And even out of those mistakes, I still end up winning. You know what I'm saying? It made me realize that, damn, yo, that person I just told to do everything right, yeah. ain't shit going right for him. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? That's why I was like, yo, favor ain't fair. What do you think about favor? I think favor is something that you realize. So I think we are all favored. I think we all have that ability to be favored. But it's not until you realize that for yourself. 
there's people that are favored and they can't see it. And you, there's no matter, like, no matter what you tell them, and no matter what happens in their life, they'll never realize it. How do we break that? How do we break that down, though? Like when, 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 like because it's favorite different for everyone, I right? So do you have your certain type of, and, and that's another thing finish, too. Finish, finish. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let, I'm let, I'm gonna go. Yeah, go, I'm mean, cutting you off. I, I think I'm favored, and I think that I've always been favored, but I feel like I never really realized or noticed that I was until like later on in my life, maybe pretty recently, but. Once I realized how favored I am, I was able to go back and see, like, all the times that favor was shown to me, but I didn't see it, you know? And I think we all, every single human being has those moments where they were shown favor, but they didn't realize it. They didn't appreciate it. They, they probably prematurely, didn't see it. Yeah, prematurely, yeah. Prematurely. Everybody. Like, you might not see it. Okay, let me say something. Hey, first, break down... Mm-hmm. Break down for all the listeners that don't even understand what favor is, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, break down, then go into your reasoning of saying that's a great, favor. That's a great. Yeah, it's fair. That's a great question. Nobody's ever asked that before. What is favor? Um, well, to to the best of my knowledge, like favor is um. So, for how I for from how I look at it, favor is like <clears throat> when you're. Let me just go back. Let me just go back. I'm not even going to get into that definition. Okay. If you don't mind. Yeah, no, go for it. And I apologize. Because I'm not going to like um, define a word that I don't have the, dic- the, dic- the Webster Dictionary definition for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm going to give you like my internal definition. Um, so like, you have to understand. I'm going to put it like this. You wake up in America, you're spoiled. Just to wake up in this country, we have the right to be, do, say, feel, dress, become a woman if you want, become a man if you want, become the president if you want, become a gangbanger if you want, say F this, F that, I quit. That's favor. You're spoiled if you wake up in this country. Favor is so deep and so broad yeah that you have no understanding of it if you're amongst other what it looks like favorite people people all right so you could look at it that way like right now we could have woke up in haiti god bless haiti protect the people in haiti and sending them clear image but we could have woke up there we could have woke up in Kingston, Jamaica. We could have woke up in Nigeria on the other side. We could have woke up in Russia on the other side, on the poverty line. You know, we could have woke up in North Korea. There is no favor in North Korea. You know what I'm saying? Like, just the fact that you're geographically produced or born or able to come to a country. Like this, that allows you to even speak about favor. That's great. It's favor, okay? So that's just one point. Then you got to look at it like, okay, karmatically, right? This is how I look at it. Karmatically speaking, we don't know what someone's past life, 
what their great great grandfather did. Let me put it like this. Your great 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 grandfather could rape 12 women. And when you're born, six generations later, you're affected by it. Your favor is wiped. You're under whacker drive. You're looking for job after job after job. You also, Wacker Drive is downtown Chicago, by yeah, the way. Under Wacker is yeah. uh, downtown Chicago, like where Batman's filmed and stuff, where the homeless population is. Yeah. God bless them. But at the end of the day, these things are real. Generational curses, karmetic energy has a lot to do with our favor. What we can't see is our ancestors. You don't know your great 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 grandmother or great 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 grandfather, but your nose is on his nose or her nose is on your face right now. His eyeballs are in your eyes in your face right now. That beard he had it too. You feel me? The favor, the prayers, the affirmations. We have nothing to do with that. But we are manifested into that. And all we can, that's why as much as we want to be forward thinking, we have to give all praise and glory to what was behind us. If you have favor, mm-hmm. even if you don't, because you could be the, the new favor for the next coming, you know? But if you have favor, it has nothing to do with us. It's beyond us. That was something that our ancestors for and it happened to be in our bloodline and it happened to affect us genetically her family is higher uh, Carla's family is highly favored just to make it over to this country among some a bunch of other obstacles and a lot of people that couldn't make it and then when they got here they couldn't succeed right and then on top of that she meets her husband me and then I marry her. And then, you know, that's that. those are prayers from ancestors. Those are prayers from our grandmothers. Those are pra- prayers from our grandfathers. Those are prayers from people that were crying and saying, I might not be able to see it. There's a famous speech by mm-hmm. Martin Luther King. Absolutely. Called the yeah, Promised yeah, Land. Yeah. Right? And I think that's what you were saying. You know, you were saying that you feel like your favor and you, like, know that there's prayers from your grandmother. Mm-hmm. They have prayed for you and your family. And, um, I also think that, you know, like those generation, generational curses that you were talking about, that stuff that if you are favored enough, you can break it because it's in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, this is affecting and you're able to break those generational curses. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, favor is something that can, yes, there's, there's generational curses and stuff that comes from way down your bloodline but it can come once it comes to you or gets close enough to you you can break those generational curses and that means that you're blessed because you were able to realize it you know and you were able to see it and you can break it also you're right you're 100 percent right Scooter. but i do want to also say like you will never hear, hear the word favor in, in other races in other cultures you never right um, that's and- a black word yeah, and that's because we don't have generational wealth. So we look at the first to do anything as he's favored. 
I get that guy. But you would never say that about Man Daly Jr. or George Bush Jr. or John F. Kennedy or Donald Trump Jr. or Donald Trump or anyone that got anything passed down to them. Matter of fact, like I said this to you, when we open our restaurants, it's called JJ's. Harold's. <laughs> right? Uh, Harold is the name of the father, right? Uh, when they open theirs, it's Marcello's and Sons. Uh, it's generationally passed down. So I've always studied other cultures, other races, other ethnicities, and I've always looked at it like they don't use those names. They don't look at it like they're favorite. Mm-hmm. It's generational wealth. Imagine being from a culture where you have no generational cult, uh, wealth, let alone you don't have a culture, let alone you don't speak your native tongue. I know you remember this. <laughs> In high school, or not high school, like uh, elementary school, junior high maybe, uh, for winter break, everybody would come go away, they'd come back, they'd have those tags on their um, suitcase. Yeah. From where they went. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, where'd you go? He's like, I went to see my grandparents in Greece. I went to visit my, my, my relatives in Korea. I went to Italy. Like, wow. Where'd you go? To the South Side. <laughs> well, I, and, I mean, in, in all honesty, I didn't even have that privilege. Right? I didn't have the privilege of seeing another culture get to go somewhere else, right? Because where I grew up, it, it was that was it, right? So if we did something, it was, all right. Where did you go during winter break? Well, okay. shit, I went to the South South oh, of so Chicago. Y'all just juggling bullshit. That's it, right? That's all we had, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, where did you go? Mm-hmm. I mean, every once in a while you might, shit, I went to ATL. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You never hear. It wasn't until later on in life where I just seen like, oh shit, it's more than Chicago. It's more than Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It's more than Mississippi. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it was more than exists. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. yeah, with me, it was growing up, seeing a bunch of favorite people that would never use that word. And that's why I never really liked that word. It's just, I only use that word amongst... What other word did you use? Uh, blessed. Um, anointed. <laughs> blessed and anointed. I mean, to this day, it's still used that, but. <laughs> yeah, that's it. There's no such thing as favorite. Like, nah. You're not favorite, bro. Because, like, your favorite could be your down, like, your worst enemy if you're not understanding. And most people that are favorite, we sabotage. Well, do you think that favor is something that's per, like, perceived? Yeah, absolutely. Like, each individual person? Like, well, your, your perception of, of like, if your perception that you're blessed or your perception that you're favored or your perception that somebody else is favored or blessed and they don't even see it. Yeah, absolutely. You're right in all everything you just said. But favor comes from like a black pre- preacher. I mean, that's just a black pastor type of thing. And it was more so about him, you know, making the most of the money at a certain, you know, particular time and him being here and the rest being there. And then maybe two or three out of the church, they might get a new house or a new car. And then you're like, favor ain't fair, you know, because everybody else, they yeah. want to kill that jealousy, that envy. They look at that as a deadly sin. And it is jealousy, envy, hate, greed, you know, all that type of stuff. So you look at it and you're like, how do I justify that? And you just say, favor ain't fair. But it, it has nothing to do with that. Like, there's so much behind the scenes. Like, a lot of times people would say, I'm favored. And I'm like, no, my dad bought me a car. And you know what? That's you know, and I, this kind of goes off to another subject, but it's it's 
I mean, it's how I feel, and I'm sure there's other people that feel this way as well. Where it's just like, so when, when like, I, a lot of people don't understand favor, right? A lot of you don't even don't even know what favor is. A lot of people just, right. you know. But yet again, we we sit down, we look at them have a successful life, and we wonder like, you know, what I mean, like, how the hell they ain't believe in God for the most part, you know? But then again, like, if if I cut a person off in traffic, I'm I'm I think God is mad at me. Right, so I'm thinking like I just cut that. I just cut that old lady off in traffic. Shit, the reason I just fucking got stuck at the red light and I'm I'm late for pick, picking up my son is because like I'm being punished right now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we think it's karma, and, and I want I want and I want it, and that brings me to a good point as well. Is that what people like? Do they think? Do do the other side that don't believe in favor? Do they just think it's karma? I I I think like. Okay. How did you? How did you grow up? I well, I grew up way like it's completely different to the way that I think now. But but how did you grow up before the way you think now? Right, think, and lack. Yes, definitely lack. Um, like your mother one day the, the milk drink. Now I'm just I want to go to a particular story. The milk spilled. Well, so I I come from a family of like my parents were always they were always dreamers. They always were hardworking. My father was, he went to school, he was a military engineer, he traveled all over the world, we lived in North Carolina, he, he had a lot of money, you know, we were very, we were blessed, we were definitely favored, you could say, yeah. um, but at one point, where we lived in Mexico, it got pretty bad, and every time my dad would get on bus to go to work, he'd get robbed. And then we realized that that was not the place for us to live in. We were from my parents decided to move to America and you know And where were you guys at at this time? We lived in Mexico. Mexico? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What part of Mexico? Just, I always tell people because when they ask me it's like I have to tell them it's one of the smallest states in Mexico and it's uh El Estado de Hidalgo. It's a very small state. And it's not you know, I, I always tell uh, and <laughs> I always tell people I'm from Durango, right? Okay. Yeah, when, well, not not even people. It's when I when I meet like other um, people from Mexico, because uh, one time I had this, I had this really um, close friend in high school, and um, speaking of where you go, you know, on winter breaks, uh, one when it wasn't even winter break, it was summer break. He came back. He was like, I went, I went back to my hometown. I'm like, where do you go? Well, I went to Mexico. I'm like, what? Mexico. He's like, yeah, I'm from Durango, Mexico. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, All right, Durango. I'm like, I'm from Durango, Mexico too now. Uh, <laughs> you know, so yeah. yeah. So that the state that we're from is like every time I tell people where I'm from, it's like nobody really knows. Even Mexican people are like they have a hard time locating that state. Super it's so cool. tiny. Um, but no, like when we first moved here, we were definitely struggle like we struggled. It was a real struggle. My dad went from being a military engineer to being a boss boy that day and that day. Yeah. And, you know, we lived in a small basement, my sisters, my parents, and I, in this basement room. So it was like, you know, it was a lot. We definitely believed in hard work and just, I mean, I think that's all we believed in is just mm-hmm. working hard. What happened when they robbed you? We worked hard. You had a flower store or something? We used to, we, 
that's another thing. My parents always were always entrepreneurs, so we they always had a business. And then when we moved here, they had a flower shop. I remember this one time the flower shop got robbed, and this guy walked in with a gun. He pointed the gun right at his sister and took off with the money. And that's all we really had. So my mom chased after him. She ran after the guy with the gun and the money. <laughs> and when the cops came and, and she told them what happened, they like yelled at my mom, like, what were you thinking? What were you going after this guy? But, you know, just definitely, like, we know what struggle is. And I think that's one of the things that I, I feel like that I had to break, you know, just the way that I see money and the way that I see blessings. And um, I, I think that everything that you have is manifested mm. and everything that you live is manifested mm. to to a certain extent and whatever energy you put out you get back mm. and whatever you feel about any subject is what you get back i believe in the law of attraction yeah. i believe in i believe that that's a law of the universe just like the law of gravity like if i drop something right now on this table it's going to go down and it's going to fall on it that's the same way that I believe in the law of attraction. And yeah. I believe that whatever you put out, you get back. And right. so when I think about money and when I think about relationships and when I think about favor, I purposely put out certain energy to get back the things that I get. And I feel like the things that I get is because of the energy that I put out. Right. And I truly believe that. Right. And yeah, so, yeah. and that's how you break generational yeah. curses. So, and, and that's how I feel like, um, well said. I feel like that's and it's a tasteful expression exclusive right here. Exclusive. Yeah, exclusive. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> and that's how I feel like I met my wife. Um, I swear to God, I manifested all this. I told you this over mm-hmm. tacos. Like, all this, <laughs> all this was manifested. I wrote all this stuff down. But I do feel like um, manifestation nowadays is getting trendy and it's being replaced for the word God. And I mean, the universe is being replaced with the word God and manifestation is being replaced with prayer. But it was a mixture. It was um, it was a mixture of praying and, 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 and actually like. See, the thing about manifestation. Is it's, it's an action word. So you have to like internalize it and then you have to be it. You can't say I want um, I want better friends and then be a bad friend. You feel me? And Google, Google that word if you guys don't know what that yeah. is. And I, I don't want to. And the reason I, I stop and I say that a lot because I want to just. I don't want to just assume that everybody know what these words yeah, are, right. right? Because we have we have a broad audience, right. and like if you don't know what manifestation is or manifest, then like please Google it, and and add it to your normal daily routine. You know, but go ahead. And you know, I will. I- when you know when you, you I, I like what you said that what you said about manifestation you said it an action word but I feel like manifestation is more of an inspired action because and and this is something that you know I'm not gonna get too much into the religious part of it but even in the Bible it talks about manifestation like I'm not like we're not talking about something that's not you know it's 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 known and if you know a little bit about the Bible and you understand kind of the context of it you know there's i guess you could say there's gospels in the bible there's other gospels that were kind of left out of the bible that talk a little bit more about manifestation you know you can kind of go with it a little bit uh, like tony said but 
manifestation pretty much is just just a mix of emotion and desire or emotion and Oh, <laughs> it's emotion and desire or emotion and vision. So once your vision and your feelings are one, so meaning like whatever you are thinking about becomes one with your feelings, then that's how manifestation works. And that's how success works. You have to be in alignment. Manifestation is alignment. And when your bloodline is in alignment with something that they are trying to project into the future whether they're there or not to see it that's manifestations and that is also faith sometimes we are a product of manifestations and um i do say you can't be a wicked person and try to manifest you will get short-term results but you won't get generational results you'll get short-term results in terms of um, success but you'll get long-term punishment. So sometimes, I, it took me a long time to see that. Like, what happened? You good? Yeah, you good. Yeah, it took me a lot, long time mm-hmm. to understand that. Like, with homeless people, with people that are less fortunate, quote-unquote, um, I used to always want to save them. And, oh, my God. And give them my last dollar. And then I realized the whole, what, what, what's really going on. We're right where we need to be. Every human on this planet is where they need to be due to the fact that their their karma, their manifestations, their favors, their alignment, their lessons that need to be learned, and everything in that nature. So, if you have a son right now, right? You have Tony, right? Uh Your son. So, everything you're doing right now is to, you're not you're not just raising Tony. You're not raising Tony. You're raising Tony's, 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 Tony. Of course, you're not going to be named that. <laughs> it might be. But I'm saying you're raising your son, 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 son. And your daughter's daughter. Like my daughter, name daughter. is Legendary. So. Yeah, it's Legendary. <laughs> but it's it's so deep. You know? it's It's as powerful as let there be light. It's that simple. That's like, simple. It's, 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 it's been light ever since. We have to speak that way. We have to speak that way. I truly believe a lot of people, a lot of people are in a genetic prison that where they say, let there be darkness. They rape somebody. They molest somebody. They hurt somebody. They kill somebody. If you're, if, if you're like in the bloodline of a, a criminal, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's tough work to break those generational curses. And I come from a whole bloodline of pimps and gangsters. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was a pimp. And fortunately, my father at a young age told me, like, that's in you. You're supposed to be a, a womanizer, a manipulator, a user, a pimp at worst, you know? That your uncles tell her that best. And they're still alive. They still think they're pimps. You know, with no hope. <laughs> I swear to God. Comment on my baby mama's pictures. Baby mama's beautiful. You know, all that. Weird. But he told me, like, God gives you uh, charisma, articulate, um, the ability to articulate your words, 
your feelings, your emotions. Um, he gives you uh, attractiveness. He gives you uh, a smile. You know, he gives you the things you need, and you can either use them for good or bad. That's your choice. That choice is going to determine the favor for your kids, 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 kids. If there's such thing as a favor, that's what's going to determine it. And that's it. There's mm-hmm. there's nothing else about it. Um, the thing about like uh, my wife coming from where she came from, it gives it gives people like. You gotta understand, like y'all don't understand. <laughs> like I don't think I could have really no disrespect to American women, you know, much love. I've dated them, I've been in love with them, all that good shit. But like, uh, it was never fulfilling for me personally. Um it was a little bit too much entitlement. Sometimes they're jealous of your favor whatever that is, you're jealous of your blessings. Uh, they make you feel bad for what's been given to you, not really respecting the fact that you're going to keep it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? They they judge the horse for being led to the water. But you just got led to the water. Nobody told me to drink it. <laughs> I drank it. And I, and I won the race. You know, like, <laughs> they don't see none of that. They just see, like, you skipped the line. And, um, your best is like mediocre. You can take a plenty restaurant. They've been there before, probably. You can fly them over here. They've been there before. They really wanted to go over here. Um, I feel like I don't know if I would have had a wife or I, I would have even gotten married if I didn't marry a woman from another country, particularly this woman, um, because she came from a good stock. Like, her bloodline is good. Her mom and dad are comes from a healthy marriage relationship so she grew up watching her mom massage her dad's back and you know stand up and run across the room to him if you know just to get something if he needed something not being um servant in terms of in a disrespectful life but a servant in a positive life you know the way it should be and vice versa you know, um, a man, a husband has to be as submissive just as much as a wife needs to be. Submissiveness is not a one-way street. It's it's a it's a union, and she was able to do that. I found it very hard in my prior relationships finding someone that could do that. Um, I remember the first time, for a long time, she was using the dishwasher. I got to stop pointing, you know, <laughs> but she was using the dishwasher. She had like. Towels in there, so <laughs> shoes. Yeah, my Nikes. He tells the story all the time, huh? <laughs> well, she didn't know. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Tell what happened. <laughs> Say what happened. Come on. Well, this is my first time ever using a dishwasher. Yo, yo, I was so like she cried. <laughs> so <laughs> then she went. <laughs> and then like 45 minutes later I'm like go ahead go down there and open it up she opened it up steam went everywhere she went oh my god <laughs> <laughs> the dishes I'm like nah baby just wait a minute she yeah. waved her hand a little bit 
Yo, that reminds me. I, and, <laughs> you know him more, right? No. <laughs> Yo, so I'm cooking. And you guys cut me off. Yeah, you know, I'm going too far. I'm cooking today or whatever, right? So I'm, I'm roasting the potatoes. Okay, so the first thing I started doing was roasting potatoes. <laughs> so I, I turned the oven on. <laughs> Oh man! So I, I turn, <laughs> I turn the oven on or whatever. Now I'm thinking, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, yo, I'm thinking nothing of it, right? So I'm, you know, all I did was like, all right, set the oven to three fifty. You finagram roasted potatoes, start getting everything it's ready, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so the oven's going. About three minutes go past. Reggie's like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he turned the oven on. I can't. I, I had stepped away for a second. I had stepped away for a second. When I came back, I was like, oh, whoa. No. Whoa. I got to take all those plants out the oven. This podcast going to be on the news. Oh, man. <laughs> Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, my wife Mexican, bro. <laughs> you gotta take all this shit. So anyway, I wish y'all could see it. It's about uh, 16 skillets <laughs> on the side of the um, table right now. We got pots, pans, um, anything you need. Uh, Let us know. George Froman grill. Everything goes in the oven. And if you know, you know. You know. That's all I gotta say. Man. Hey. <laughs> But I was going to say, man, it's not just a Mexican. Like, I I still do that, nah, man. Hey, if you can make room, you can make room. <laughs> now that we're touching on that, it's a good segue. What, what would be in a black person's kitchen? Like, for sure. Where you're like, hey. All right, so all right. you're going to always have this little container. So what, what we used to do like, for grease, it used to come in this, like, it was it was like grease is in a I'm container. I'm black too, though. I said that like I was <laughs> Chinese. All right. So so grease used to come in a cont- like container. The grease that we used to buy yeah. used to come in this a container with a with a plastic lid on top. Now what we would do is once we got done with that container, every grease we use, we poured it back into that same container. Oh yeah. But then we recycled that same grease. Oh, and we recycled the the and it the stayed right right in the middle. You did, remember you those wings. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, we kept that. We still yeah, got that. it. We still got it. It's right there. Yeah, we still got it. Uh-huh. We should get rid of it. There's <laughs> <laughs> stuff yeah. growing in it. Marijuana. Yeah. But it's true. Yeah. yeah you always, always keep, keep that. It always yeah. tastes It only gets better. better. Yeah. Always. That's a grammar. <laughs> that's know, a grammar. That's, that's definitely one thing I know that, that black people use to keep in their What about that, that, that plastic like cookie jar with the lid on it that has sugar in it? It was a it was a cookie jar that had what? sugar in it. Uh, uh, <laughs> right, maybe it what? <laughs> right, what up? What up? What up? Yeah. Um, what do you mean? Um, you don't know. You better not. You better not. You're like, what about watermelon? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't uh, say that. No, nah, nah. I don't even know because, like, not to my when I go to like my mom's house to cook. They clean the whole entire kitchen and make sure that yeah, like yeah. nothing's I'm there. The that world. you know, it's like. Did you have Kool Aid growing up? Kool Aid? Yeah. What do you mean? I still have Kool Aid. <laughs> I was remember that. <laughs> what? No. What? Yeah. My mom said, and and we, we 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 was 
we was blessed if we had two packs of Kool-Aid. Facts. So it's one one pack Kool-Aid and you mix it with a whole bunch of sugar. I would have stayed, <laughs> stayed at your house. Yo. Oh, so when I got the lemonade Kool-Aid, that was the best. Because yeah, you ain't need right. two packs. You need one. Yeah. Mix it with extra cool, um, uh, sugar. sugar. Yeah, you good. Yeah. My, my, you didn't know about it. Well, <laughs> one day she poured it all out. She's like, if it stains the sink, it stains your inside. <laughs> I'm like, what? So I had to go to my cousin's house and make Kool-Aid. I was square as hell, bro. I was square, bro. I couldn't oh, wait to join you. Oh, man. Like, you know, I, I I didn't see a shower until I was 16. A what? I didn't see a, like, get the fuck out of here. No, no, because all we did was take baths. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, why she over here looking at you like that? (laughs) Booze yourself. Yeah, watch this. No, no, no. We had showers, we just never had a bath. No, you had buckets. (laughs) Buckets? You pour it on your head. (laughs) You know, I'm trying to stunt. We didn't have baths. No, they had nothing. In what? In my city? When I met her, I had to scrub it down. Shut up. I thought she was black. I'm oh like, oh God, no. Uh, I, I was ripped off. <laughs> Keep getting lighter. <laughs> like opening a present. <laughs> Amazon package. Hey, Joe, let me ask you a real question. Who cooks better? Women or men? Men. Hold up. Oh. That's because he don't cook. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> no, for sure. Oh. No, my wife can cook. She's just not Tony. <laughs> I, no, no, no. Anybody can cook. He might have to sleep on the couch tonight. <laughs> no, anybody can cook, but it just it takes like, like a real special person for you to love them. Does it take favor? <laughs> <laughs> Good question, right? <laughs> Oh, you know what? To be honest with you, I and 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 in my entire life, um, when it comes to the black community in general, mm. I've seen two black men cook my entire life, mm. right? Not including myself, right? Mm. So I make three, and my grandmother, my grandmothers were phenomenal cooks. My mom is an actual um, great cook. My mom don't give her enough credit to herself. Mm-hmm. Right, she always called and she, they she called me two weeks ago. You know, do I add a little bit of water if I put these ribs in the oven? Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, like, nah, you know what? I I feel like women are. Uh, I think women are the original cooks, well, and I, I think women have a, a just that memory yeah. and that confidence in the kitchen, and men are so masculine that it just doesn't connect. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I love my grandma's cooking. A shout out to me. I was the cookiest at my time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out. Yeah. Shout out yeah. again. One like, more time. One more time. She had a cooking. Well, she has a YouTube no, you, cooking. No, she you, has a cooking channel. Grandma, oh, you, I you got to spell it out. Oh, you got to show it. She got a oh, cooking she got a, channel. She had a real cooking Yeah. Hey, yo, no. Plug her. Plug yeah, her. Say it. Abuelita Preciosa. Te mandamos muchos saludos aquí. Tony. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My grandma came. I just sounded so sexy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, w- I wish I knew how to say that. That was hard. <laughs> that was, yo, that, that might be my opening from now on. 
Had a beat to it. That's like, ego, 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 ego. Whatever, ego. right? She's like, Tony ain't shit. <laughs> hey. I'm sorry. Let me ask you a real question, though, as a woman. Wait, as a woman that doesn't really like sexual? No, as a woman. Is it As a woman. Okay. You were the architectural designer of kitchens, right? Because let's just be honest. Ah, don't cut me off. Like, because <laughs> I already see it. Like, historically, men have designed these houses. Let's just be real about it. I'm not trying to be sexist or anything. But when it comes to, like, building a kitchen, it's probably going to be about four men. Mexican, Polish, or... I know where you're going with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to know. Uh, this is a good point. Hey, I wish I would have started it off this. Hold on, hold on. I know you okay, don't. Okay. That's, that's yeah. the point. But I want to take back the Mexican-Polish thing. It could be any man, all right? Building building a kitchen. Right, uh, we right. been, you know, what is this? We're not we're not sponsored by them, so I'm not shouting it out. No. But listen. <laughs> but listen, so do you think if men did not design the kitchen that it wouldn't have the woman with our backs facing the living room or the dining room? Do you understand the design of the kitchen? Like the oven, like everything you do is like, turn your back, don't look at me. If a woman designed that, wouldn't you make it more inclusive? Like you turn all that around? I never really thought about it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, you know, I never thought about it. I, I, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I mean, there's more kitchens now that where the stove is like... Yeah, still, because women are involved. I was just, I was telling him that, but mm-hmm. we were just having that conversation because... At at the time, it was just me and Reggie in yeah. the, in, the, in the kitchen, yeah. right? And we was in the middle of a like a good conversation. Yeah, but right. my my mindset as a chef is like, I yo, I don't care what conversation <laughs> you're having, <laughs> don't fuck up that meal right. that's cooking. You have yeah, to. Yeah. It's an instant timer, back. right? Part of my back. Part right. And I tell like I tell him like, hey, yeah. keep talking. Yeah. I but his you. mind is like, yo, you turning your back on me? That's disrespectful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, yeah. and then he got to telling me like. The way they designed the kitchen is fucked up. And it hit me right when he did that. Because it wasn't <laughs> yeah. like him being disrespectful. Yeah. But I was like, did they do this to women? <laughs> yeah. right. On purpose? On purpose. Like, right, can you imagine? I don't, I don't, I don't. Would you, I promise you, you would enjoy it more if you faced it. Think about, all right, Reggie's not, Reggie's you not. You like the, it. Okay, you're... let's, okay. No. Let's ask you, because you're a real cook. Yeah. I, I am. How did you feel? You're a real cook, so you want you your back turned. Like I felt well, he's I, a man. I, he's a man, though. Yeah, a no, man. no. But I felt the same way that a woman would feel, right? Mm. I felt the same way you would feel if Reggie or me wasn't in the kitchen, mm. right? You have a random person in the kitchen, so all you're doing is turning your back on them. Right. Now you mm. feel like is he staring at me, mm. right? The same way I felt that's damn Reggie's talking to me, or, or or like what if we're all playing um like um. Uh, cards right here. Yeah, and we're like, oh, oh, ah, and you're over there like, pss, pss, pss. you're like, Fuck. yeah. The anger is going into the food, the seclusiveness, I never, I and never and Lu- it, Yeah, and you know what? And honestly, Lucy tells him this all the time because she. I think a lot of women feel this way. Yeah, but they don't know what they're feeling. They don't know what they're feeling <laughs> because Lucy's just like, you're always missing out because you're cooking. <laughs> she say that all the time. You're always missing out because you're cooking. But men designed it. But men designed it, right? Mm. But men did design it for men. Men designed it for women. Yeah. 
right? Because uh, right. you could tell the new kitchens are all like flipping with all yeah. the women involved. Yeah. Women have really entrenched real estate. And if a woman has any like any say so nowadays, she's like, I want that island. I want my ovens here, yeah. my stove top. I want face out, yeah. so I can see my yeah. family. Yeah. Imagine how much more you could do with Kingston if you could cook and look at him and say, "Stop, get down." Da 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 da. But when you turn your back, you're like, "Who do you think that? Who do you think I am?" You know, it's, it's and so I, I never even thought of that. You know what I mean? I thought about that. Today. I, I didn't. I just fucking designed the kitchen, and yeah. I I didn't I didn't do it based on that. Like it was just like you don't you don't even think about that shit. A the type chef? of shit you don't think. No. Okay, well, well, put, okay. A... what is like if you think of like like the, like the kitchens and like the most prominent restaurants? They'll never face the back. They'll yeah. always be face forward. Are they like? That's only because of the household. That was a sexist way of designing a home. I, I think, and it. I think they. I, I said it. I no, think no, they no. Did. Not in the restaurants. Is here. Because in the restaurants, men cook. But they designed the same, though. Yeah. No, right? You face... You don't, you face no, you don't. No, you don't. When you, you face your back? You face, your back is face. When you present that meal, when it's done, you're, 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 pre- you're preparing the is same there, day I would prepare for here. Is there, there has okay, to there be. must so, be levels. So, yeah. There so, like... No, because I'm looking at like a place like where they make tacos or food. I'm thinking about it's the same thing. They face us. No, they they turn around and get the food and then they. I feel like no. I I mean, as far as against nothing, like so, like nobody's (laughs) no. You're thinking about when it's prepared already, not when it's been. I don't see the chef. You're right. Right, yeah. We don't, we don't really see the chef, dude. It's levels. There's levels, right. There's levels, there's levels. So the chef, is his back is turned. Back is always mm. turned. I still think it's sexy. <laughs> and I'm a feminist. I never thought about it, but I, I, uh, I'm thinking of, and I, I, I mean, I, I believe if you read sexism, this, yes, I do. But I'm just saying, like, there has to be, like, a reason why the kitchens are designed the way they are, other than the fact that a woman has to have their back. Again. Because but a man designed it, right? he want to look at your back and he and, wants and you to you, turn. And you know what's crazy, right? If you guys have ever seen me when I came over here, the last three times I came over to cook, right? When I'm prepping my food, what do I do? I prep right there in, the in front of you guys yeah. so you can Just see me and I can talk to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, it, until you said yeah. this, it never dawned on me. Yeah. I never thought of that. It should yeah, never be designed never, that way. <laughs> I'm going to let y'all know right now on the Tasteful Expressions podcast. <laughs> That kitchens all need to be facing the energy. Absolutely. All right? It should not have the chef's <laughs> back to the people, to the guests. And I don't care if it's a female or a male. Yeah, I don't want to see Tony's ass. <laughs> I do want to see my wife's. <laughs> but I still want to see her face. <laughs> and, with, and with that note, we will end it here. And I want to thank Carla. I want to thank Reggie. You know, I want to thank you guys for in your home. You know, and thank you even more for allowing me to be good friends with you guys and and, and for all the knowledge and, and the inspirations and, and all yeah, love bro. you guys show me, man. It's love, guys, you know what I mean? It's a good man. Yeah. Right Tony is a phenomenal man. Even though like, he's a great husband, a great father, a great friend, a great brother. An amazing cook. An amazing cook. <laughs> and I just want to ask you something. What do you see this going? Like, what do you see? Like, what's your, what's, what's your... What's your end goal? Yeah. Right, right. 
you know what? It wasn't until about a week ago that I realized that there is no end goal, mm-hmm. right? Growth is the end goal, mm-hmm. right? And you continue to grow. So I don't, I don't see wherever it goes, it goes. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful and I'm blessed. And as we talked about for about a good 30 minutes, I'm favorites, baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Favorite. Yeah. You know, so that's that's the way I, I see it going. I just want to see growth. And I want I want to be able to um, help whoever I can help with, whether it's cooking, whether it's knowledge, whether it's spiritual reality, whatever it is, as long as I can, you know what I'm saying, help somebody grow. I'm my good. man, my man. One you more know? time. What was the recipe today? The, yeah, so we did pork chops with tomato gravy, and we did roasted potatoes, Ooh. all right? So if I go over it real Ooh. quick, all right, the pork chops, you season the pork chop, oh. right? Well, whatever season you have, oh. right? You flour it with flour, ah. right? You get the oil nice and hot. You drop that right in, right? For the potatoes, all Ooh. I did was I seasoned it. With a little bit of sea salt, ground pepper, whatever you want to go in it. Slice the onion, do it all in one pan. Toss a little bit with a little bit of oil and a little bit of butter. Yeah, Lando Lakes butter, baby. It is. It is. Right. You know what I mean? We toss that. We throw it in the oven at about three seventy-five. You know what I mean? Let it sit for about forty-five minutes in the oven. Right. Once you're done, when you're just about done with your pork chop, get that tomato gravy going. All right. You get you three tablespoons of flour, three tablespoons of oil. Right. So you you, you stir it up a little bit until you see it brown. Once you once it browns, then what you do is you throw in that chicken stock. Right. Bring that up to a bubble. Right. Stir a little bit more. You throw in that. Chopped tomatoes. Ooh. Yeah. That was it right there. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man. Right? It's been one. We all come from God. Yeah. To God, we all will return. In between, we're going to eat Tony's grits. Yeah, it is. Let's go.